Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To the Wise Men Say podcast. Well, Sunderland have been promoted. Um, I think we should just start with that. Me and Tom are back to not preview anything, but to review the weekend and some of our favourite bits of the season. Well, not this, not just this season, but our four-year stay in League One. Um, hello, Tom. How are we? I'm good, Matthew. I've just about recovered from uh, the weekend, and I've uh, finally stopped crying. So that's good. Well, I think, yes, I, I'm in a sort of similar situation. The last couple of days were, it was not in a good way. I was sort of still <laughs> left half of my uh, my being in London, but I think I've about recovered now. Yeah. We do actually have a couple of uh, other guests this this afternoon. Craig Clark, welcome back. How are we? Hello, I'm all right. Uh, not bad, thanks. I'm Likewise, I mean, yesterday... Rory made this tweet. I'm, I'm just going to single Rory out for this, but you, you, you were all at it, but Rory had done this particular tweet <laughs> and I just, ex- just started sobbing uncontrollably um, <laughs> after I read it um, about, uh, like, about me. I was just in one of those states where I'd written this thing about kind of where I'd been mentally and to hear these, like, this outpouring of kind of love, love and like friendship was there. Uh, along with the emotional wreckage of the weekend, was just uh, very overwhelming. And I don't know how we've got onto this already. Well, but, uh, there's been a, there's been that's, a lot That's of... where I'm at. <laughs> he's going, he's going heavy early. He is. There's been a lot of overwhelming things um, for everyone over the last few days. Was it the same Rory as uh, Mr. Rory Fallow? I'm back. I feel like a bit of a glory hunter. I haven't been on all season. And now that we've won at Wembley, here I am. Um yeah, like Tom was saying, I feel today's the first day I've started to feel a bit normal again. But I don't know about anyone else. Does anyone else really keep like craving a pint yeah. all the time? Oh, like, I love water right now. <laughs> like I went out for food yesterday with, with my girlfriend and our <laughs> mom, and we had about like 20 minutes. So we had a beer in the Dunkow in Sunderland. And then I had like four pints last night on just Tuesday <laughs> because I've still got this itch. I'm still on this, not just the huge come down of, the week of the match itself, but the weekend of us all being together, us all being happy, us all yeah. drinking heavily. Part of it is probably some alcohol <laughs> withdrawal, but just the sheer high of being around so many friends and, su- and such happiness. And like Craig was saying as well, the emotions are still very heightened and I feel mm. like I could be triggered at any moment and there might be more, even though I feel like I've cried everything out, there might oh. be more tears coming in. This, it, this is going to be the first pod where like four grown men just- <laughs> 
blubbing about a third division, well, now second division football team. No, it's, it is. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm going to aim to make some people cry with some of the things that we say on this podcast. But I'm just looking at the top, we're obviously recording this on Zoom, and everyone's just still got just beaming for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, this is what happens when sort of nice things happen to a pathetic football club, isn't mm. it, really? Um, where do we start, apart mm. from just saying that it was one of, quite clearly, one of the best weekends of all of our lives? Um, Tom, you flew in from Vienna for the UK. Well, you didn't, did you? you flew no. from, where was it you flew from? I flew, uh, flew from Bratislava. Because... Of course, naturally, the obvious, the thinking <laughs> yeah. man's uh, way to get to Wembley. Well, every, everyone kept asking me in the pub, why I've come from Slovakia and I was like well if you consult a map you'll see that the uh, those two cities are not too far apart <laughs> yeah, it's not it was... like you live in Ipswich is it no <laughs> no no and it was a good hundred euro cheaper so uh, yeah uh, I don't know it was it was one of those as soon as the uh, as soon as we won the the playoff against Sheffield Wednesday I was like I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to go it's like I can't not go I mean, my mum said to me, I was like, I just said to her, it's like, well, it's going to cost me a bit of money. She's like, you don't have to go, you know. I was like, <laughs> I do. Like, come on. Because imagine uh, if you hadn't gone. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, I mean, it would be good that we've been promoted, but then I wouldn't have had, like, the the weekend, the whole weekend was, uh, it's some something else. And I was like, when it got to, because I got in quite late, I got in about nine o'clock. And it was like walking into like Cheers Bar. Yeah. <laughs> just like Tommy. <laughs> well, I'd been there. I think um, I'd I'd got the train at early afternoon, so I'd been in the pub a, a couple of hours. And there was obviously Jim was in. I was over my sister, uh, John from Wiseman Say. There was just everyone started to arrive, and then Rory, of course, you were. Well, you've had a slightly different weekend to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I got there not long before Tom, to be fair, maybe like an hour or so. But exactly what you said, Tom, it was like walking into Cheers. Obviously, you were there, Matt, a few other people from Wise Men Say, Professor Daniel Howden, PhD, of course. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. with his sticker machine, there were already stickers made. That was made. a sticker of a full Montel as well. Which yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know the reason for it as well. Like, there is the no reason that. for it, Rory, much like but, most of my life. But like Eleanor was there, my dad was already there as well. So it was it was very much, and that is a pub that we've kind of amongst ourselves made a bit of a home away from home, haven't we? So it's always yeah. very nice to visit there. But today was, well, sorry, the weekend, Friday and Saturday was very much the peak of that. And I was kind of glad that I got there a little bit later, given... I had to be at Wembley for 10 o'clock the next morning and I only had like four or five pints because it was a night that could have just gotten away from you. <laughs> we went to Trafalgar, mm. obviously, to catch the tail end of that, didn't we, Matt? Um, yeah. Like a few of us went there and I was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't come straight here or get here early because I would be announcing the, our players <laughs> with very much like Partridge when he stood on a spike. <laughs> like, you should have not had in some, a good way. Should have had some more of that Slovak schnapps I bought you. Oh, oh, the unsung was, uh, hero of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Craig, did you you won a sample? Because obviously, Craig, you arrived on Saturday. Saturday yeah, um, I came with the uh, the Barkers, Garrison Stan, who did a fantastic. I saw pre Wembley podcast. I was I really enjoyed listening yes, to uh, Gareth Stad's memories and uh, and my brother in law. Me and him just stayed in a in a travel lodge in Ealing, which in the end on Saturday 
proved to be extremely difficult to get to, as Chris Weatherspoon and his father will attest. I know, well, you were also booked into it until you moved to your spa hotel. How difficult it might be to get Uh, to, and I moved somewhere else. Um, It would have been, anyway, yeah. So my Friday night was a lot more self care. Friday, a lovely bubble bath and a glass of red. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Well, you should have been. I had to be up at 4.15 in the morning. I think I slept about eight eight hours across the uh, Friday and Saturday. I'm still deranged, I think, uh, at this point. You, of course, knowing you will be recovering from this for several months, (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) Uh, The thing is, this is the opposite of, like, beer fear. Steve and I were talking about this. This is like beer euphoria. It's like a weird, it should be the fear because you've been, but the the adrenaline mixed with the booze, I think you were really lucid no matter how many pints you'd had. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird kind of ecstatic clarity. I can't remember things fully from the game, but I can, it's just this feeling of being there. Mm. So it's amazing. Like, yeah. it's still I, I never now. felt that drunk on Saturday. No. Obviously, I was playing catch up a little bit, but mm. even later on, I think like <laughs> when, when the match is like when you've expended so much energy at the match as well, and it's like quite a hot day as well. Like on a hot day, you do sober or stay sober for a mm. bit longer. I find as well, but mm. because you were just caught up, like you were saying, Craig, in that euphoria of it, even though you are drinking actually quite quickly and quite heavily. It does give a different. It must be like an adrenaline rush or something like it that. Has to be some chemicals are getting be. released in your brain that just keep I don't know fight off the alcohol in some way. <laughs> yeah. Very handy for the hangover, actually. The next well, that, that's the thing. On sun, on Sunday, I did I had a two day sesh essentially, and on Sunday I didn't feel hungover because yeah. no, it's like didn't. you're thinking about other things and you're thinking about like how like great the the day the two days before were and how like I don't know you you didn't want it. You didn't want it to end. It's like I would have loved to have come to the the harbour on Sunday night instead of getting. A, a you should have. Yeah, yeah sly that you didn't really. Yeah, I know, I know. Instead of like you know getting on a plane back to Slovakia, but it was it's. I don't know. I mean, if you want to, you don't know if you want to go into like Saturday, Matthew. Well, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna. We were gonna. I was gonna bring Saturday up now, and I was gonna ask Rory to sort of tell us about his Saturday because uh, he had a. Well, what did you do on Saturday, Rory? Yeah, I didn't get to go to the Globe or to McGlynn's or... I don't know where you went, Craig, actually, before the game. Apologies, I should have asked that, and that would have been smooth. Won't be hearing from Um, him again. Probably won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was, um, if you've not seen us going about it, like Tom said before we started recording, quite rightly so as well, absolutely constantly. Um, I was doing a little sort of PA announcement. Right, Craig, Craig, what did you do before... uh, (laughs) We'll just mute that there. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is essentially all it was. I just did six minutes of. People might have remembered Frankie doing it at the checker trade and the the Charlton game. So I was essentially doing the hype man bit from about half two, and it was it was a good way to settle the nerves being in Wembley that early because it was so surreal to be in there. I was stood literally at one point in front of the Sunderland dugout with Niall Quinn and Dave Jones. Kevin Phillips was wandering around. I was like, this is weird and it was kind of a bit of a distraction mm. from the game and then I walked past Gareth Ainsworth when he was doing a bit of a pre-match interview didn't get to shake his hand unfortunately yeah. badly oh, yeah it is a disappointment really isn't it, it? very disappointing but and then I had well, to you, like 
rehearse so. the the bit that we were doing and I was chatting with the Wickham guy as well who was really really sound as well so it like kind of distracted us from the game for a bit and then by the time it got to two o'clock I was like right I'm doing this thing in half an hour this is going to be a ca- and then a camera on me and I was just getting very nervous for that and thankfully that went well and people have been very nice about us and it was great to be next to the pitch hearing wise men say being sung and really getting the noise of what it must sound like for a player as well essentially because I'm never yeah. the closest I will yeah. ever, ever ever get to that so seeing yeah, that was something well you know I've still got a few years left you know, <laughs> got the now as well, so. yeah I've got the tracky yeah. topics I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love to say, well, to... You know, say how, how great it was to see you do it and you know how proud we, we all were but I, uh, I missed it mate so <laughs> yeah me well, too well that was not <laughs> your fault blame that on the queuing at Wembley yeah, yeah the, the queuing was not it was the one thing the thing is you just you, you were there early enough to get in it didn't matter yeah, it you were also, it did mean that I also couldn't yeah. get in in time. It was just slow. It just it smoothed. Ridiculous. Everyone was in great spirits in this queue. You know, everyone's yeah. buzzing. No one's tetchy or worried. But it was it was a slow-moving mo- queue. But it's interesting you mentioned that, Rory, about hearing it as the players would. I don't know if you have seen the lads lined up, uh, you know, pre-game, and everyone's belting out by far the greatest team and you just see Luke 09 <laughs> sort of do this ooh face like ooh, like yeah. you, can, you can tell shit this is something else this like and and he's not a man to kind of keep his expressions contained so it's like amazing watching him like kind of just like can you hear this lads it's like wow you know so it's it must like, have been that must have been special though, yeah, I, I agree it's all the like the footage I've seen like the uh, like the fan footage from the Wickham end and it's mm. like, I know we say there's like, there was 46,000 there, but you see it from their side. The amount of people it's is mad. mind-boggling. Yeah. It's like Wembley's an enormous stadium and we've got like three quarters of it. It's, it was like, it was insane. And I know like, like before the game, after you were an absolute bag of nerves. I was, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like the kind of, the kind of like optimism and the kind of positivity that pretty much every supporter I met that day had was it just felt like this is this is going to be it. This is this surely has to be it. And it's just like the the wave of emotion. I've I've never felt that in a stadium. I've never felt it. Like, no, it's it was incredible. I've never felt like. Before the game, you said there, like, I was just constantly telling everybody that I just couldn't think about the match because I'd been saying all week, I knew we were going to win the game. Yeah. And, but I, when it arrived, I was just like, obviously, I was with my sister in the morning. We went for breakfast and she was like, You're not eating? I was like, No, I can't eat. That. <laughs> I can't eat. That. I'm just going to have to have a pint instead. And then we, um, just we were, we were sat, I went to, went to the Globe before the game and you mentioned, Rory, about, um, being distracted from from the actual game itself, and all all I could do to distract myself from from the game was just to get hammered. And I, <laughs> so I met some I met uh, Stephen in the, in the Globe, and we had some beers with some, some wonderful people. And uh, it, I got into the ground, and then I was just like, I was just I couldn't even put even when we were turning up. I was like, I can't I can't watch it. Like I've seen so if we. I knew we were going to do it, and I knew we were going to see the game out. I was like, if we don't, I will never be able to watch a game of football again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I th- yeah, it was just such a like. It felt like an emotional end point 
And it's like, if they let us down here, then I don't think we'll be able to pick ourselves yeah. back up for it. But like you said, there was no, there was really no way we were going to lose that game. The way they, the way they played, the way they like, well, they didn't shrink under the occasion. And obviously, we're not really here to talk about the football, but it's like it comes came from the manager who's instilled that belief in the players. And these players, like they thrive when they've got these big crowds in front of them. Well, they have since yeah. Alex Neal came in, and it was just it was just a, a wonderful thing to be a part of. I've not seen a Sunderland crowd up for a game in that way with that level of confidence for such a long time. Because even the other Wembley trips, the recent ones, Charlton, there was a lot of fatigue after that. And obviously mm-hmm. we didn't take as many fans down. Portsmouth was the free hit, more more of a novelty, mm-hmm. more of a let's just have a nice time because this doesn't really matter. But when I when I got to Wembley as early as I did, I was like, oh, it'll be dead by this time. And I was like, oh, that that's a bit of a shit. That was like one sort of, not a shame, but I was like, I won't have that experience of walking up Wembley where seeing loads of red and white. And I changed tubes at Baker Street. There were loads of Sunderland fans on already. Mm. And I was just, even just the sight of that was making me fill up. I got walked down the steps at Wembley Park and there was a guy just carrying a speaker that was blasting out literally, how are the lads? How are the lads? People were getting like their, their Wasn't him from that and stuff. pop stall next to the stadium, was it? <laughs> oh, I wish it was. He actually. would have been yeah. great. But with his like, prices adjusted Probably, for like yeah, London waiting as well. <laughs> yeah. And like the queue for the box park as well already was like massive. Like I texted you guys in the group chat being like, if any of you are thinking of coming here for like your pints of all the match, like come down now because it's already really busy. And I think everyone was just so excited. And I don't think anyone was like really cocky, but it was just, it felt like our time. And like you said, Tom, it's came from the manager, it's came from the players recently. And you knew from when we falsely celebrated well I was on the right side for this yeah but when even from when Pritchard's free kick at the side netting like even that was a bit of a nerve settler wasn't it? it was like well we've got that chance sort of early we're in their faces we're on the front foot and the early goal from Embleton helped it as well but we were just never ever ever losing that game I think Wickham could have played that against us a hundred times and the best they might have got would have fluked a penalty shootout or something mm. like that. It was so I think, controlled. I I think a few people were were kind of worried about Wickham and the and the way they play, but they've never really bothered us in this division. No, not like really. I, the only time that they do is when we play them at their ground, mm. and I would suggest that was much more akin to a home game for us than it was for them. It was much more of a day out for them. I even think I think you know fair play to the likes of. Um, Ainsworth and Akin Fenwer, they were very gracious in defeat. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've represented their club really well. But I also think that is telling about what the occasion meant for them versus us. If we'd lost that game, I'm not saying Alex Neal wouldn't have been gracious. Of course he would, but it would have been very different. Mm-hmm. It, they can afford to lose a game like that. I've, I was listening to, I think it was like the D3, D4 podcast, and they were kind of talking, I think it was on there, talking about how basically Wickham, their natural level, like it's not that long since they came out of the non-league and then O'Neill kind of put them on the map a little bit when he was there. This, this Anything above League One for them is, is an astonishing achievement. Mm. That That's like almost like a cup fight, like us in the League Cup final against yeah. Man City. Mm. You didn't win. You know, it would have been wonderful too, but you, you didn't win. You can, you can move on. 
for us, I, I mean, I bet 2-0. I thought all week 2-0 was going to be the score. I didn't see how they would score against us the way we've played this this past few games. And there was the one chance they had, the folks' chance. One moment from Bailey Wright. Sometimes it happens in a game with Bailey Wright. He's, he's rock solid. And there'll just be that moment. But that goalkeeper has been absolutely st- astonishing passing and, and he yeah. deserves... He just uh, I know we're not here to talk about the football as such. No, but, but he was I, I think he, he was he was wonderful on Saturday. He, he, de- he deserves he, his moment, doesn't he? Um, and the so academy well. lads, the academy lads as a whole do as well. Yes, it's a really agreed. nice thing with Embleton scoring as well. Lyndon Gooch, who's who's been there for so long, he didn't get on the pitch, but Dan Neal, who's made yeah. a contribution all the way through the season, it's a cliche that you want these. I know Lyndon Gooch is sort of an adopted magnum, but you know, a local academy product, you want them to excel in big games for you. And it feels like a part of yourself is on the pitch. But yeah, to see them make those big contributions, it does. And you know, that is, has been one of the sort of few positives about the League One era. You've seen more of those players come through and now hopefully they're going to take us on to the next level as well. Yeah, hopefully indeed. And then, well, obviously... Saturday night was, uh, yeah, it was. We, I think, we all message. We tried to message people coming out of the ground, and it's impossible to get a hold of anybody because yeah. just no, no coverage <laughs> at all. Um, so we decided to go to the same pub as the Friday night, with the intention of probably having a couple and then moving on somewhere. But yeah. then everyone arrived, and it was just incredible, wasn't it? Really? Well, I went, I went to the wrong one first, so I had a. Yeah, I had a <laughs> <laughs> well, you never got to see lovely McLean's, which was I am in the, sad about that. I am I'm sad, that. which was actually in the Sunderland Echo today, saying how well behaved everyone was, and Aww. that they they doubled their takings of <laughs> the doubled what the, like the highest amount they've ever yeah. made. That was just you. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw the Guinness that I, uh, I drank. Uh, yeah, but me and Doctor Daniel Howden had a and a friend of the pod, Luke Bowley, had a a pint in there with me dad before it and then we all migrated to the the best pub in London which is the uh, Marquis Cornwallis and again that the whole night I have never seen a pub with so many intensely happy people <laughs> with no like no like you know no class A's involved or anything like that just people <laughs> just <laughs> euphoric at what had just happened and euphoric just having all the kind of people about and uh, like for me obviously I'm not from the area but the majority of people that I have met in that pub and like uh, now consider like great friends are because I follow Sunderland and like it was just like everyone in that pub deserves a day like like that and it was just oh god one of the best nights one of the best nights of my life it wasn't what it truly was it was was remarkable and I just we were in the in the in the Marquis and well when we when we were forced inside of the pub, <laughs> I just remember thinking I've had a few messages from people going up. There's loads of people in Trafalgar Square again. It's like, oh, we should go there really. They just grabbed Rory and went, "Shall we go now?" <laughs> yeah, so we went to the Tesco around the corner and I just bought a bottle of prosecco. Um, we were going to go half on the champagne. Yeah, we saw the, Yeah, we saw the. Yeah, we wandered over to the counter. Well, oh, the champagne's behind. It was forty eight pounds. <laughs> and all that. Oh, that's quite a lot, isn't it? So I just want like, like that's only eight pints. Yeah, one. but yeah, I just sort of you know 
scuttled over to the fridge <laughs> and bought a bottle of Prosecco for £6.50, which is, you know, it's not, it's not a bad alternative. But yeah. um, it was just an incredible experience being, being there with, with everybody. And yeah, I just, you got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. And it was that, there was that nice thing as well of you couldn't turn a corner in like the West End without, and I know this happens every time we go to Wembley, but you can't turn a corner without seeing a red and white shirt or hearing someone in the distance shouting, Lee Howie, Lee Howie, Lee Howie. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that is always a nice thing, but you tend to only get that before the game. And now it was after the game and me and you, Matt, we just kept, you know, you would shout, do you know what that's worth? And you would hear someone else just join in. Ross Stewart is the best on <laughs> earth. It's like, oh, to have this after the game and, and to be so happy and to see Trafalgar Square full with, People not just happy, but it was the feeling of, what do we do with ourselves? Yeah, I didn't know what, what to do. do. We're not used to this. Yeah. <laughs> it was so surreal. It was so funny. And then, like, Robin Reuter walking past us. Yeah. And we were there as well on the on the Saturday night. Why, like, why was he there? Uh, well, why not? It was, so, why it was not? so funny. Someone said to him that we, uh, we, we were stood and he, we were next to him. And his sister was getting a picture with him. And someone, someone went to him, Robin, I always preferred you to Jason Steele. And he just went, well, yeah. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damning. Damning. Yeah. One, in, one in the eye for Jason Steele. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was certainly a long time in the making. It was four years, <laughs> at least four years in the making. Um we'll take a quick break now and we'll, uh, we're gonna we're gonna look back at our favorite memories of League One Hell uh, when we when we come back. So Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. As promised, we've all... Made a few notes of our uh, favourite memories over the last four years since our decline into the third division. Um, I've got a few myself, but I'll hand the floor over to one of you first. Um, Craig, have you got anything that stands out amongst the last four years? I'm sure there are many to choose from. Oh, many beautiful moments. To be honest, I I, I went for one of the, the things that I think was, if you want to say something's good about being in the lower leagues, it's the... Um, <clears throat> There's initially this sense of community atmosphere in that the players are a lot more relatable. They're not mm. all these kind of like distant people. So as you'll know, Max Power and, and like Will Gregg and people like that would get into like Fausto and 
you just see the lads around a lot more. But part of that meant that the access to the club sort of increased. So two of my favourite things that I got to do was that, um, I don't know if you remember, I did that video with Joe Media where that oh, guy yeah. from Barcelona yeah. came over. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was like a really interesting day because I'd never done anything like that. And I don't think something like that would have happened had we not been relegated to League One. And mm. relatedly, when I did the uh, other thing with uh, Tim, I think he was called from Build. So oh, yeah. I like chaperoned him on his day at the match and uh, and he did a write-up about like the club being in League One and still getting these mad crowds and uh, mentioned that I had a red wine hangover, which was true, but uh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to go into his article. But part of the great part of that was I got to interview like Lee Catamull in the tunnel after the game and uh, I got to interview uh, Max Power as well, who was like a, a gent, you know, like a really nice guy. And, you know, I think it's just a word for like Louise Wanless as well. Like obviously, uh, rest her soul. She was, you know, whenever I did anything that involved media sort of entrance, she was one of the most welcoming people that I've met. She was always had a smile for you, always, you know, do you need this? Do you need that? Um, so I think, you know, to f- just to finish on it, on that note, I suppose that one of the, the best things about doing those things was meeting somebody like her and her being, you know, the, the, everything you hear about her that you've seen tweeted and written about her is true, like a really warm and welcoming person and she's sorely missed no indeed absolutely um no that incredible experiences really just to to do them things i remember you frantically shouting deal with it at home too, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> my catchphrase uh, <laughs> i guess some, some good memes in the group chat yeah. Uh, yeah. deal with it <laughs> and deal with it they did we won two <laughs> yeah we did I kept telling him Madja was like going to play at a higher level and how good he was. And I mean, he was amazing, but it, it hasn't really worked out for him yet. I hope it I, does. I thought it would when he went to Fulham. I thought when he's scoring yeah. goals in the Prem, mm. I thought, uh, but nah, not got the didn't really Stoke. Do much. Yeah, he didn't really do much at Stoke, did he? I did think he? He, <laughs> and I am looking forward to him banging in some against yeah. us next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's out of now at Bordeaux. Oh, yeah. Bring him home. Bring yeah, him why home. not? Why not? Why not? Uh, well, yeah, hmm. Rory, any uh, any memories for, for yourself? Um, well, similar to Craig, really, I've obviously had a unique experience this gone on about this again like, not again. <laughs> well no the unique experience is going to be like every home game I'm really sore before <laughs> so it means like, I can remember more remember most of the home games in great detail and then end up like really going off the leash for like away games as well um, which has been a, a, a lovely thing this season about being able to go to games again I've really I, I was yes. becoming quite apathetic with with sort of like going to away games and like traveling like why am I spending my money on this from kind of about the relegation from the Premier League to be honest and being away for a year really did sort of make us miss that and this year I only missed five um, away games in the league didn't go to many in the cup apart from Arsenal so that had been a nice thing of having that renewed vigor and it it helps that even though there were some like body ins like Rotherham and Bolton that most of them were (laughs) were quite good as as well um so that that helped but and as well to emphasize what craig was saying that 
there are some, you know, even though we get frustrated as fans <clears> with the club, there are some great people working there, like Frankie and Danny, who we obviously know they've been really helpful to me this season. Chris Waters, Michael Ladle, and all yeah. the lads who work on yeah. the sort of production side of stuff. Um, Craig, you'll have obviously dealt with some of them doing the PAs for the under-23s. But one sort of banter moment from this season, I think we need to mention, <laughs> is, um, well, from the whole League One era, I was always a bit of a fan of Chris Maguire, always a bit of a hero. And then he had to go and ruin my birthday by bodying us 3-1 oh, at home. So and I had your to solem- as well. solemnly announce all three of his goals as well. Um, so, yeah, that was quite a good one. And also a mention for Brian Oviedo booting that Peter player up the arse. Yeah. Marcus <laughs> yeah. Madison, who oh, everyone was gagging to sign. Oh, is that who it was no, as well? Was and uh, oh, right. where is he now? That's uh, uh, Retired. Retired, really? Okay, yeah. well, good for him. Um, well, Tom. Uh, well, I can't say I've uh, had access as much as Craig and uh, Rory, but I, I will say the good thing about League One is someone who likes to uh, travel. You get to see parts of the UK that I never thought I'd ever visit. <laughs> so, like, but then like places where you go to, like uh, Shrewsbury is always the one that comes to mind. And it was like I remember going there first time. I was like, "Hey, this is this is nice. This this place." Um, and then you go to places like Gillingham. It's like, I never want to come back to it ever, <laughs> ever in my life. Uh, but on, on those travels, a big shout out to the one ground I never want to go back to is Accrington Stanley. Yes. Which, oh, yeah, agreed. when we first got relegated, they thought the big novelty of being able to play a club of that size was, uh, you know, it was exciting. Then we realised how much of a just uh, a tiresome get the... Uh, the Accrington Stanley chairman was that he not only did he let a game continue for 70 minutes or just didn't let him call it off beforehand where we all got eumonia he then charged us twice for it um yeah and we went to that ground five times in the space of four years or maybe six times I don't know because we played uh, played him in the cup a lot um another banter moments obviously losing to Mansfield in the first round of the FA Cup twice <laughs> uh, having to play Walsall away twice in a week that was that was also good <laughs> good for family relations that one. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah it has been uh, has been somewhat an adventure uh, but I don't want to have to go to these uh, these places again especially the likes of I don't know Milton Keynes and um I don't know, places like that. But I will say one of my favourite moments was when we played Bristol Rovers away and Charlie White and Dylan McGeoch went to the toilet right next to the away stand. Oh, and- yeah, I've got I've got that written down. But for, <laughs> Max, yeah. for Max Power going for a piss as well, like how uh, many of our players yeah. like were getting caught short that day? <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> to the hilarity of the uh, the away stand uh, next to it. So, yeah, it's 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 been... The away trips have been really fun it's just those like those really dreary home games against like Plymouth where we lost on a, a bog of a pitch and then getting yeah. bodied by Burton Albion seemingly all the time and uh, <laughs> and lastly um, when we played Fleetwood away on New Year's Day me and uh, me and the uh, friend of the pod Dr. Daniel Howden were screaming at uh Will Grigg to tell Phil Parkinson to put Debock on, which uh, he just <laughs> <laughs> turned around and kind of like, smirked at. 
So yeah, and there was also a bird's nest in the away stand that day. So yeah, Our league one. It's, it's been it's been fun, and now we get like I said on Saturday we get to go to Stoke and Reading. So, I know it's great, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's great. I think similarly, Tom. I think I've got anything I've got written down's got the word away next to it. Yeah, any of the home games. I know we had five no victories and stuff, but it's like it was never quite. Like some of the away trips, we didn't even win. I mean, I've got a couple here. I've got South End with South oh, End yes. away written down after yes. we chucked promotion in the space of like four days, and it was like very similar. I'd missed my train. We all know the story. I'd missed slept in because I'd been out and I missed my train. Um, got bodied when we got there, and then just got hammered in this pub. <laughs> I spent this pub, a terrible pub as well, a terrible pub. pub, and it was crap. But I spent all of my life in there. And it was, we went back after the game and just, I was just steaming. And it was just a, a hilarious day. I can't remember any of the game at all. <laughs> I just remember going in the win that was the most out of sync singing I've ever heard. Everyone was just <laughs> more, because it was a half five kickoff as well. I think people had forgot when they arrived yeah. in South End at sort of like quarter past 12. And drinking Jager bombs and stuff. Thanks for that, Jamie. But um, I did ask if we could release the South End pod in celebration, the reaction pod that never was because <laughs> yeah, is that a we'll, yes? Or? Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, be we'll find out. See if the one. We meant you mentioned Walsall as well, Tom. I've got that written down. We drew two two. Uh, there was a mini pitch invasion at the end. Oh, yeah. We all thought yeah. the novelty was very much still there, though. Max Power had been sent off after about twelve minutes, and we'd gone two 0 down. Um, yeah, we pulled it back and then Gooch nearly won it with the last kick of the game and it was just I remember going into their players lounge after the game trying to do a reaction pod it was just telling me to go away <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you get in here I just walked in <laughs> obviously I went to Plymouth the first season which was another hilarious day which you'll know Rory is just as far away as it's possible to go from your own home. A great away trip, though. It oh, is. That was my brilliant. After going this season, I loved it. It was it was brilliant. Um, we won that one 2-0, and I got... Uh, I remember getting really drunk there. It was a theme, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did some player... I, don't, we used to do, I used to do a few player ratings after after the game, and I forgot. I remember forgetting to do Aidan McGeady. And uh, <laughs> scored both of the goals in the two nil victory. <laughs> and I've got Sheffield Wednesday from this season because that was quite quite simply one of the best one of the best away trips. The playoff, the playoff one, not the three 0 yeah. defeat in the league and the Lee Johnson. There are many more, there are countless more that I've got, but the, there are just there are just a few that stand out for me. Of course, the uh, the wise men say day out to Bradford City away, which yes. was we only uh, got battered. Yeah. Well. <laughs> A lot of mouthing off there. Oh, so That's much mouthing off. Thanks to Michael Luff for uh, yeah, pathetically cowering behind, <laughs> cowering behind Michael Luff, who was actually younger than them both as well, because we thought <laughs> Just a lunatic was going to kick our heads in, which we would have deserved as well. Like, fully, oh, yeah. fully. Yeah. That's why it's uh, funny, though. Oh, it is. Has anyone got any, any more that, uh, that I stand out of? There's no one mentioned the Debock Flanagan sub oh, against Blackpool was yeah. on, on uh, New Year. Uh, Boxing Day was it? Boxing 2019. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what more do you need to say? The, uh, the the New Year's Day away game at Blackpool, where we had possibly it was that was the drunkest crowd I have ever been <laughs> part of. 
just 9,000 people completely mortal. <laughs> just nobody could speak. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like this, this oh, football God. club, bloody hell. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's a ridiculous football club, isn't it? Really? It, it really it's been, is. It's been quite the journey. It I has listened, been quite the journey. I listened back just before we sort of sign off, Matthew, to the um, the reaction pod after Lincoln in the playoffs last season. Just because uh, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, that was the last time I was on the pod, and we just sort of lost in the playoffs. What what was sort of the feeling on that? And to see how we, both me and you, Matt, were so downtrodden and apathetic we're not like angry or anything and we both just keep saying we're not really bothered we're just gonna like mm. have a pint and like enjoy the euros over the summer and stuff like that so to have that turnaround that we have now that fit the way the feelings totally changed and people say Sunderland's a difficult club to come to it's not it really isn't. Look at how happy we all are for winning the third division playoff final. Yeah. Look at the fact <laughs> that 46,000 went down for that. If you just, you know, and Alex Neal needs to take a big part of the credit for that. He, he's the right man at the right time. And hopefully we'll be getting him tied down and hopefully he can be a bit of a Dennis Smith type figure, a Peter Reid type figure and, and take us through the divisions as well because a lot of pride's been brought back this weekend and it's been a roller coaster of a season that's been tough at times, but I'll take I'll take, you know, six months of toughness for those last two months yeah. because those oh, last yeah. two months especially have been some of the best experiences I've had following some like Oxford away as well was incredible and one of my probably one of my favorite. Well, that opportunity actually, Rory, that that one when I did the we did the thing with Kevin Phillips. Like even oh, God, that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's been a, there's, there's yeah, been yeah. a lot of memories over the last the last four years and yeah. yeah, it's been it's been it's been quite a ride, really. Well, I, would, I would I would add add to that about the kind of the lows and the highs, and maybe it's a cliche. I'm not sure, but I've been thinking about this a lot of the last few days. About you know, football's a very kind of there's this whole like there's an almost like a dualistic kind of religious thing to it, and you can almost call it like yin yang. You know, like the 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 positive doesn't exist without the negative. You can't have a day like that at Wembley in the mm-hmm. third division if you aren't in the third division experience and all of the kind of negative stuff that we have experienced over like four years. And it's not just four years of being despondent about playing below the level that the club belongs at. It's four years that also encompassed a global pandemic that's still kind of going on in a way in the background and like all of the kind of effects that's had on people that maybe they don't even realize and, and then to come out of that and just get to share this moment together as a group of people who you might be really close friends with, you might be family with, but some of them are just strangers. Mm. But they're, they're, you're connected to these people in a way that you would never be connected in any other circumstance unless you're religious or maybe at a music festival. That's another place yeah. that you could maybe get that. But it's a very different context because typically in those contexts, you wouldn't get those kind of lows that you get following a football team. And I think it's the most unique experience imaginable. I don't think there's anything like it. And I don't think another sport mm-hmm. compares. Mm-hmm. I've I found myself hating football at times and wanting to, almost wanting a way to just not care anymore. And that's not like me. But that just changed on Saturday. I mean, it didn't it start with the Sheffield Wednesday first leg. That was let's 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 get you know a note for that. At that home, we got over yeah. forty-four thousand people. 
The, the Bradford game, of course, as well. The, the Bradford. Yeah, of course, yeah, I know, but it's like the Bradford game. Has, no, I know, but like, essentially, like it's amazing. It's just the, from the Sheffield Wednesday game, the the atmosphere, of the club just see it changed so much. It's like, like the the fan group wanted to put on a big display, and it's like people were donating and stuff like that, and the, the club were like, "Well, let's do this," and let's. It was a club like making an effort. It's like when we had our last playoff campaign, it seemed that the club wasn't really bothered about it. It was like, well, you just sort it out. Like, you know, you're the fans, you sort it out. But the atmosphere around it this time was like, right, let's 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 do something. Let's make this, let's push these players over the line. And like you say, Craig, it's just everything about the past few weeks has just been, it's probably the best I've felt supporting Sunderland in a, since what, the, maybe the Premier League? Days since we like, beat Everton, really, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's been a similar sort of feeling, hasn't it? The club feeling yeah. together, and that can be a fragile thing. And you know, mm. maybe in a in a year's time, we'll we'll all be complaining again. But it certainly doesn't feel like it at the but moment. That's, that's what the club has to do now. It need it yeah. can't get its decisions wrong now. They need to just do what they need to do. Get the manager tied down. Get the right players in. And this is an opportunity that they can't pass up because the 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 fan base now is more supported than it has been probably in the last decade so you need to harness this and they need to yeah. make sure everything's right so we can carry on this this trajectory because once we get on a roll like I'm I'm not being daft in saying this but we could go back up to the Premier League because yeah. this club's got it in it and you've seen other teams do it as well and and I do have a bit of faith in the, well, I do have faith in the recruitment because, again, look at who was on the pitch on Saturday. Dennis Sergan, mm. who is, was in his first season of senior football and was has been excellent for the past few months and was great on on Saturday. Corey Evans, who's had this turnaround that that we've seen, like these are recent signers. Danny Barr as as well, who came in in January, and then ones from from further back like Bailey Wright and. Luke nine have got Ross Stewart, Ross obviously, Stewart, yeah. obviously as well. Pritchard. He came in last January. Pritchard, Broadhead's come Clark. on off the bench. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. These are all recent signings who, and you know, we you're always going to have reservations about players that you sign, or you know, sometimes it does go the other way. Sometimes players don't fulfil a, a potential that 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 they may do. It even took Roberts quite quite a while to get going because he hadn't played a lot of football. As just as an example, not to like dig him out, but. The recruitment has been quite decent. I think the players have are, and obviously they're good for Alex Neal as well. So if that can work in sync and in synergy, which I think it will, then there's no reason to believe next season. I'm, I'm not expecting us to finish in the, in the playoffs, but no. I think I think we'll be all right. And the, but that's yeah. not for, not to worry about for now. No, absolutely not. So thank well, you, Lee Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been. Well, a, but, uh, but fo- sorry, I was going to say as well. It football, football is is a sport of moments, and you know it doesn't matter at the moment what happens next. We're still no. enjoying the yeah, moment yeah. that from three days, four days ago, like and just you're watching videos constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Same <Yeah>. video. <laughs> and but as a football fan, you, you know you get you get all the like kind of social media fan police and all this crap, right? Mm-hmm. But look at how. Fans of like Leeds celebrated staying up, for example. Or Evan? you can look at like Man City. Imagine being a Man City fan. I was talking to a friend about this. I, 
I find it like hard to believe that as a Man City fan, you can enjoy the moments as much now because there are so many of them <clears> that you <throat> almost have to fabricate drama by going 2-0 down against Villa. <laughs> make it enjoyable. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a relentless monster. Whereas because we have... Jeopardy, yeah. Yeah, the jeopardy is the word I'm looking yeah. for. That's it, Tom. Whereas we're in constant jeopardy, <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> there the, we are, yeah. You get these moments, don't you? When they come along, you've got to really, really enjoy them. You know, it makes me think of the, the Man United Cup semi-final. It makes us think of the Cup final itself, even though we lost it. it makes me think of, like, those, like you said, Everton game, the Chelsea game, the Derby wins. You've got to revel in them because they don't mm. come along that often. You don't know when you're going to beat Newcastle again. You don't yeah. know when you're going to be at Wembley again. We might, we might not get, we might go up automatically at some point. Who knows? You've really Messi. got to just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it exactly. hopefully Messi. will be. It hopefully yeah. will be a while before we're at Wembley again. As well. no, we'll we'll get the yeah, it cost, <laughs> it cost me a lot of money this week. It's just like, but like it's. It just that is what supporting a football team is about. This past weekend, sharing it with friends and family, people you haven't seen in years, people you only see at the match, and it's just it was just an incredible weekend and like one I'll never forget. And it's like as you say, we have to we have to cherish these moments because like they come round once every decade. I mean, hopefully a bit more often in the future, but. Yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. And I'm glad I got to share it with uh, all the lovely people that are on this podcast. Likewise. Well, we're all good lads. We all try. Good men doing our very best. <laughs> yeah. A bunch no. of losers. <laughs> You're complete losers. Well, it's been it's been a hell of a journey, hasn't it, really? We've char- Charlton home game from in 2018 uh, to, the, to the Wickham game on Saturday at Wembley. Four years, four managers. And Mike Dodds. <laughs> <laughs> An entire season played behind closed doors in a pandemic. A change in your preview show hosts, of course, which we've, we've grown to, you've grown to love, you've become accustomed to, and just simply quite thousands of mints. Uh, thanks, to, <laughs> thanks to our guests that me and Tom have had on the show throughout the season. Thanks to you two, Rory and Craig. Uh, Mick, Graham, Melissa, and the, of course, the ever-excitable Mr. James Ray. <laughs> thanks obviously to our podcast dads and producer Rick um, but thanks mostly to the people that listen to us you've put up with really quite a lot over the last four years <laughs> and that's just from me um, you've put up with some incredible madness from myself and Tom this season Concord, Wally the Walrus Collectible magazines, us relentlessly calling you all losers and a brief flirtation <laughs> with Humberside Airport. Um, we'll be back soon. We'll be back over the summer for a few bits. But for now, for the last time this season, for the final time in League One, um, from myself and Tom, thank you really from the bottom of our hearts very much for listening. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.